0: You are listening to John Gerica on SFM.
1: Every now and again, you might fancy wanting to do a road trip. Hop in your car and just drive. Now, imagine doing 6,500 kilometers in two weeks, as fast as you possibly can through some of the most hostile territory in the world, and you've got the Dakar Rally. And one of the people that decided that, yeah, this sounds like a lick away to spend my, uh, well, I guess my festive season, first couple of weeks of the year, is Skalkberger at the age of 50. Decided, yeah, I'm going to do it for the first time, and he joins us now. Berger, congratulations, you finished the race.
0: <laughs> His name John Benjamin. Yeah, um, yeah, finally did it. <laughs> it
1: it it took you a while to get there. Tell us the story.
0: Yeah, um, yes, um, I'm the second generation um, of uh, rally drivers in our family. My father is the first, and. Um, We've, uh, he's been rallying since I was born, you know, and um, so it's been in our, I'm um, now 50 and in, in Scotland, motorsports 50 years old and um, it was always a dream to go and do the dare and um, finally at a point in my life I, I could, uh, I don't know if I could afford it, but uh, I did it. And um, I had a lot of incidents on the way and um, accidents and um, I was uh, broke my neck in so. my back and my chest two years back uh, in 2019 trying to do the Dakar uh, on a practice the last day of practice in Namibia and um, mm. had a serious accident and that took me out of Dakar in 2019. So, and um, then I got back uh healthy and as soon as I got healthy I was an armed robbery involved and was stabbed in my hand and that took me out of the season again and finally the the this year broke uh and um yeah and I left for just the day after Christmas for Dacker and yeah it's done dusted kilo for kilo and uh, day for day and we finally did finally did it.
1: You got to experience it. You got to visit it in 2017. Uh, you didn't race in it, but you at least got to experience behind the scenes. Did that make you want to do it more, or did it suddenly open your eyes and go, "Just this is this is so much bigger than I expected"?
0: Yeah, you know, I went out, and um, I think in 2017 we went out for the first time. Uh, I got involved in 2017 in off-road racing, switching over from rallying, and. and mm-hmm. um, I thought, you know, um, let me give this a try. In um, 2017, I started um, um road racing, and then I left for Peru, Chile, Argentina to go and, and see what it's all about. And I thought, you know, this is going to be an adventure. This is going to be a, this is what I, you know, I've been rallying my whole life, and we were rallying blind without face notes. And, um, and then uh, went to Chile. And I said, okay, this is it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this. And as soon as we started preparing for that in Dhaka, switched. three years back, um, mm. Dhaka switched to Saudi, and I thought, okay, this is the best, uh, the best opportunity to go the first time because it's blind for everybody. No one's been to the country. No one expects mm. or knows what to expect. And, um, and that was it. And that's why I was prepared to go to to, to Dhaka in um, 20. Twenty and um, yeah, and um, it wasn't meant to be, and and I'm glad that it wasn't meant to be. You know, there was a reason for it, and, and mm. you, you know, you don't always understand the reason, but yeah, timing um, uh, was perfect, and yeah, after COVID and after all of this, we've now completed Dakar, mm. so uh, I think it's an adventure that that you you know, any, anyone that's involved in racing and and. Motorsport—it's uh, the pinnacle of, of, of all motorsport in the world, right. you know. And um, it's every boy's dream to go and do that
1: <laughs> Lewis Hamilton will probably not be able to handle it, but you know, it's—it's it's for the you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't
0: know, but you most probably see.
1: Let's talk about the 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 race itself this year. You had you started off well, uh, top half of the field, but then you had a really bad day three. Uh, but then from then on, improvement every single day, and I guess you must have held on to that.
0: You know, yeah, it's it's quite funny. You know, um, we started off in a qualify um, quite well, and uh, day two we um, experienced a bit of bit of problems. You know. Riding the dunes is difficult, especially with rear-wheel drive, and and which I've never been used to in in my racing career. And um, got uh, stuck in the dunes with uh, quite a lot. And um, they, you know, we had a technical problem. One of our crew um, made a mistake, and they. uh, put the wrong type of fuel into our car, and mm. uh, they free we left for the stage. And about eighty kilometres into the stage, the engine seized, and um, and that and that you know we had to be towed out by our recovery units, and that put you in the back. You know, for such a long event, that still lies ahead. Put you in mm. the back, back, foot. and um, and it's you know, it's I always say, it's, uh, you know. Um, especially rallying and especially uh, rally rate is a team sport. You know, every individual that's involved in your team, from communication to health and, um, and the food and the drinks and, and the technical team belongs to the team. And anyone that makes a mistake either cost your life or, hmm. you know, cost you um, a race or, or positions. And that, way, that day three was a terrible evening to get back into the pits and everybody realized the mistake suddenly that they made. And, um, you know, but life, that's typical life. Life never works out as you want it to be. And um, to keep concentrating on the the day of tomorrow and focusing on on the job on hand was was the biggest challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. mentally it was, you know, okay, it was a mistake, it's done, so I said, how do we fix it? They worked through the night, they exchanged, um, put in a brand new engine. And that next morning uh i woke up and um about an hour before i had to get into the car they they did it they put in a brand new engine and um we had to focus on on, on the whole back of that full light a yeah
1: to, to move from what were you 86th back then to 63rd at the end uh, did did you take did you, do you take that as a win after that situation
0: You know, I had to, um, originally when I left the country, I said to myself, "Listen, yeah, I'm going to be the um, highest placed rookie in, in Dakar history," you know, and, and that was my um, that was my challenge, and I never mm. told it to, to anyone, and I kept yes. it myself. And I think on um, day four, day five, I had an interview with, uh, with with some of the South African ex-Dakar uh, rookie champions. And I and my, and I have to say congratulations that record's gonna stand because um <laughs> that's not gonna be broken by me. Someone else is gonna break it but not me. And um you know, ach, it's um yeah, you know, um I think the achievement, you know, it's it's like it's like our country, you can accept either every day, um the pitfalls and the negativity of, of the life and, and, and the bad things that happen to us. But we easily forget the, the good things and the positive things, you know. And and I think that's what got us through, you know. That's typical South African. A South African is a hard-working person that, that commits and, and never gives up. And um, And I think that's what I try to do, uh, is to to keep faith and, and keep going forward. And slowly but surely every day, Uh, Kilo for kilo, day for day, drive to the cover. And yeah, and and yesterday we achieved that. And and, and that I'm very thankful
1: for. Let's talk about the car for a bit, if you don't mind, Skullberger. Century Racing CR6, custom built by Century Racing with assistance by Century Racing. What's it like inside that machine for those distances that we were talking about? Uh, I don't know, 636 Ks, 700, 830 Ks?
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, they've entered 10 cars. Um, it's a South African built car. Mm-hmm. It was designed and, and, uh, over the years, it's 10 years, uh, they 10 years old to the, uh, this year and they've entered 10 cars. And out of the 10 cars, I think nine has completed the race. Only one didn't, um, finish. And, um, you know, it's it's absolutely it's a bulletproof car. You know, <laughs> we had out of the out of the 12 days of racing, we had one steering pump backed up, and that's the only part we replaced. We didn't replace one single other part huh. um, because of wow. breakdowns. Uh, precautions we replaced like side shafts and and um, a clutch. You know, but that's precaution. Uh, but huh. uh, otherwise, yeah that went through um, and went through this um, Dakar smooth, you know. Uh, for I think that's the best and I always said it before I left the country. Um, it's the best shot that I would have had and the best in the best car for the most affordable price mm-hmm. to compete in the Dakar with um, the best teams. And and I'll still stick to that. if um, you can take our penalties we have and deduct them but but that's all it's you know, we would have had a much better position and um, the results could have looked much better. But the rest of my teammates are brilliant and, and uh, um, congratulations to them. You know, it makes, the drive, it makes the average kilos of 800 to 600 kilos a day uh, like driving a um, uh, like hockey. <laughs> I gonna,
1: what are the conditions like inside that car when you're riding? Or ra- when, you're, when you're first doing the liaison and then when you're racing?
0: Yeah, so we normally leave in the morning between 7 and 8 o'clock in the mornings, mm-hmm. and we do, on average, before we get to a stage, we do between 200 and 300 kilometers. Okay. Um, that gives us the opportunity to just settle down in the car, and um, you're still tired of the previous day. Uh, we listen to radio. Uh, we listen to FM while we're driving, and... Uh, <laughs> and um, and chit chatting about uh, what's going on around uh, around us, mm. and then you get to the stage, and um, and then you have to get to a position where you switch on and, and get out of the sleeping mode, mm. and then normally our our stages would be between, I think the 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 the, the shortest stage was 260 kilometers, sure. and the longest one was 480 kilometers. And you do that stage between stages normally without getting stuck or, or good days um, between three and a half hours to five and a half hours. And um, uh, if you if you get late or the race takes longer than you anticipate, right. uh, then you get out of the stages at at night, and and, and that makes it a. There's a few things I've experienced in this sector, and one of them is you don't want to get out of, uh, out of the state at night in the dunes. You know, it's it's a, it's a nightmare. You know? and and then you become thankful for every day that you have a good day. And a good day is like having two punches or getting stuck in the dunes for a for two hours. So, you know, then it's a good day, and then um, you appreciate those small things and the small troubles you have. Uh, you know, and there's always something to be thankful for. Um, and one of them is to get out of the dunes at, uh, before the sun goes down. Hello. South
1: Africa online and on radio. S A F M. Let's talk. Uh, lost my connection to the studio, which is ironic because we're talking to Skalberger, who's probably in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Where are you right now, Skalberger?
0: I'm sitting in my hotel in uh, Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you it's see the hour.
1: connection. Connection from our studios to you are better than the studios to me. Yeah, I just bang my head against the wall sometimes. Okay, let's wrap up. Oh, Okay, so it's it's almost midnight, and I imagine your body isn't feeling. Uh, it must be being battered around and everything. So let's wrap up. Um, are you going to do this again? Are you going to have the opportunity again, Scalperger, to to right the wrongs of twenty two? <sighs>
0: Uh, It's quite funny, uh, both times I've been on the DACA before this, uh, I had a few friends that competed and I always asked them the same question as Mm. you asking me, John, and uh, and the first question, the first answer is normally not, not ever. You must (laughs) be off your head to think I'm going to do this again, and uh, and it takes about one month, maybe two months, maybe. To, uh, after the Dakar, and the first question and the first answer to that will be then uh, definitely. But mm. for the time being, I'm going to take this as a as a win and um, and come uh, go back to South Africa. Can't wait to be back in South Africa, and um, and then we'll uh, think about this. We'll think about this.
1: <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know if you get to see them based on what you do, but you know, when you think about you in a car, you got four wheels, you got somebody to talk to. What sort of respect do you have for the motorbike races that do the Dakar? Gee uh you know. I uh, uh,
0: honestly, uh, uh, there's two, uh, there's two, there's two comments to that question. One is uh, they must be as dumb as 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 can I can't see a human being. <laughs> So dumb to be on a bike <laughs> at that speed. Uh, every time I go behind him, I, I get yes. scared, you know. And, and, and <laughs> as, as my my navigator start buzzing. Then we got a buzzer in the in the, in the car to, to say to the driver, "Listen, we're on our way." Uh-huh. And as soon as I hear that 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 noise that is buzzing, I want to pull off the road and give him my hiding, you know. Say, "You mad? Did you see that guy at that speed? He's driving in front of us." He must be concentrating. You can't take his concentration off that speed. Please leave him alone. Let's wait for a quarter to go past him or whatever. But um, you know, they're absolutely heroes, John. Um, those are the real. Those are the real racing drivers. You know, and um, I've got utmost respect. I'm, I'm joking about the dumbness about it, but mm, mm, mm. they must be. They're absolutely. You know, if there's a Dakar legend, then it's a motorbiker. And, sure. and I respect yeah. my off for those guys. They are, at that speed, I wouldn't even, I battled to go in my car at that speed, never mind on the yeah.
1: bike. Sure, yeah, so, legends. they are um, legends. Yeah, a lot of, brave. Respect, a lot of insane, respect. Insanely brave, I think, would be a good word, right?
0: I think that, that, that um, yeah, they they, they they are the Dakar Euros. And I think they, uh, they deserve a lot of respect. It's absolutely um, frightening to see them um, you know, like I said, I get scared just being behind them, never mind being on the bike. And, um, Scott? it's uh, I was privileged enough to see them a few times every day yeah. in the it Yeah,
1: Scott Berger, great chatting to you. Thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing you back on cross country on South African soil soon.
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for SAFM and um, supporting the sport, and um, thank you for your show, brilliant.
1: Okay, Skulberg finishing uh, as you heard a disappointing sixty-third at the Dakar Rally, but he finished it. He's also the South African Cross Country Champion and South African Rally Championship as well. So he's he's done his he's done his time, and hopefully he'll be back in the racing car again in twenty twenty-three.